Hello, Sold viewers. Big Ronnie here with another Sold Stay at Home series episode. This is week seven of our recordings that we are going into artist homes to show you that they are still working, thriving, and creating. I cannot wait to speak to our guest today. Um, just a reminder to our viewers, please go to the artists that we are featuring. You can find their shop IDs and their website names in our post when we put them up. Please support these artists, keep the work coming, and let's see what is coming from today's guest. Miss Zuki, welcome to the program. How are you? Great. Looking you, forward to this interview. Thank you very much for your time today. You, you have a great backdrop. What do you normally use that for? I use this for YouTube, so it's kind of like just my basic aura photo taking and stuff like that. So Very cute. Let's just let's jump right into it with the Zookies. For those who don't know, you have created an entire world of characters that you call Zookies. Yes. Now, where did that come from? Do they all have different names and traits? Tell us a little bit about them, please. So, no, they don't have different names. It's just they're all Zookies, but they don't have any gender as well. So they could be whatever the owner of the Zuki is. So I do sell plushes and I do sell, sell figures. So they will, the person who buys it, the buyer will be the one to announce what the gender is, or they could just leave it on like just a regular nobody. They're nothing. Um, and yeah, they actually uh, express their feelings through facial expressions and thought bubbles. So basically, it's like a world where you can see everybody's secrets anything they're thinking it'll be like thought bubbles just popping up in their their head so there's no secrets in this world of Zuki very cute now do you do you find that they appeal more to your adult fans or do, do kids just eat them up obviously I think it's just that um they, they do both like kids like the whole like censored curse words kind of thing so I also have that or like them doing naughty things like tripping each other or like cutting somebody's hair or anything like stupid the teenage kids and the younger kids love it like for example I do have a certain type of like characters they're all the same but they're like they're doing certain different things like for example I have one that they wear onesies it could be any character so basically the behind that story is if you see a Zuki with the onesie, they actually kill the character and they wear their their skin. And so all the kids always think it's like freaking awesome. Well, that, that that's kind of fitting with a lot of children's nursery rhymes and stuff like that. Often they're kind of macabre. Yeah, so it's kind of like when I tell them the story, they're like, oh my God, that's so crazy. I love it. So it's like, you know, they're also really cute and nice, but in the background, they're like also evil. Now, when did you first start drawing these? I started drawing these at the end of my senior year for my bachelor's um, of fine arts. And I had a, actually my work prior to that is completely different. I did, I did uh, realism, like I did portraits, I did landscapes. So I, I worked in the actual, like everything looked kind of real compared to like the graphic design that I actually work on now. And I was working on my senior show and I was actually done with my project. I was at least maybe a whole year uh, in advance of me having everything done. And um, so for the senior year, I really didn't have much to do but focus on these guys. And I had like a small book, literally like so tiny that I would just jot down my ideas of this character. And my teacher 
came up to me one day and was like, oh, can I see what you're always working on? I always see you going into that little black book. I'm kind of curious what's in there. And I showed him and he was so intrigued in this character that he actually told me to squash all the three years of me working in college of all my senior projects and work on this for my senior projects. And I told him, I was like, I only have a, a year to work on this and you want, this is what I'm graduating on. <clears throat> He's like, I know you could do it. And I was like, okay, so I really had to start over on my senior project and really do it based on these guys. So um, after that, I did uh, 2D, 3D. I learned how to create molds and did a uh, little three inch Zuki's. Like I did 60 of them in um, plaster and painted them, airbrushed them and sanded them and basically did that as my solo show for my senior year in uh, college. Wow. So uh, you, you said you went to art school. So were you, were you, a, 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 you know, how, how were you as a child? Were you all about the art? Yeah, I started at five and ever since uh, my teacher, uh, well, my main teacher, she was sick and they actually sent over a substitute teacher and uh, it was an art substitute teacher where we had an assignment and I was done and he came over and this guy literally when he walked in the door and presented himself, he looked like Superman with a curl and everything. He had the glasses and he came over to me and he was like, wow, you're so amazing. You should definitely keep doing this. And then ever since then, like, I feel like it was a sign. Well, as a kid, I was like, oh my God, it's a real Superman. I was in elementary and um, I just continued doing it forever. And then my mom was like, um, always bought me like uh, sketchbooks and I would always copy uh, the Looney Tunes, Pokemon, anything that I could see on TV, I would draw on this book. And since this, I actually went over to my mother's and I saw those. <gasps> Hold on, I'm so sorry. It's the okay. baby. It's okay. Oh. Is he okay? Okay, he's okay. Go. Yeah. Vaya al baño. Oh, he's okay. He just Where woke up. up. He gets scared. Huh? Where did you grow up? I grew up in New York, uh, Queens, and the Queens uh, side, uh, Jamaica. I actually moved around throughout the whole time uh, living out in the city. And I went to definitely a lot of different schools. Uh, I recently now reside in Long Island. Uh, I've been here for more than um, 12 years. Now, when, when did you first take your work from the sketch pad to the street? Uh, actually, the, when I started doing the Zookies, it was about 11 years ago. Um, not really around 11 years ago, but once I made my favorite, like, that's when it, I was introduced to the money, the money doll. And I was, um, I was, I got a couple of them for Christmas. And then I was like, I was kind of that person that gets sick of things really quick. So the money doll really interests me in the beginning. I made a big Zuki out of it. Um, and then I was like, how about I just all the money that I've saved up, go and get it produced as a toy. And that's what I did. I took a chance and I made these three inch Zuki dolls like look like money, but they're in my platform. And after that, I just went on. And then from then on, I kind of got bored of toys and then went into street art. And it was kind of a difficult time for me, actually, because nobody wanted to really provide me with anything, any walls or anything like that. You know, I emailed a lot of people and they were like, I got a couple of responses saying that, you know, if you're not uh, if you're not capable of getting your own wall, 
um, then you're not an artist. That's that that was the main thing. So I my father had a shed in the back. I primed it every day and taught myself, self-taught myself how to use spray cans. And that's what I did, basically. I learned on my own. And after a while, I, I think I got the hang of it. And then look, I kept trying again, even though I would get the backlash of if you, you can't get your own walls. Basically, they try to tell me you have to do it legal, illegally. And it wasn't like, especially with my character trying to get into the kid's side and trying to get into the adult side. I don't want to show negativity or basically tell these kids, yes, do illegal graffiti. You know, that wasn't my, mo- like my, me- like my motive. And so then I finally found nonprofit organizations that would supply me with the wall, but I would also supply myself with uh, my supplies. I, su- I uh, would supply for a whole year until they would pay me. It took a year for uh, this whole process to go until I got finally was able to get paid for my artwork in these walls. So I know a lot of people are, um discouraged about oh my god i want to get paid i want to get paid it doesn't take uh two seconds for that to happen it took me a year to get my name out there to you know and especially if you have the chance to do collaborations definitely do those collaborations because those people is also helping you to get your name out there even though you know you don't really want to collaborate with the person you want to do your own thing it's it's good to have like several different well, things. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 you and any other artist will get more eyeballs than you. It's, it's yeah. just, that, that's just logical. Now I remember mm-hmm. a collab that you did back in 2016. Was it 2015? Was it Dodworth street, babe? Well, it was the, for the Dodworth street. It was you and Lexi Bella where the Zookies were the hair. Yeah. That was one of the main pieces that got my name out. Like it skyrocketed. Like I can see like the, um, and my computer, I have like all this, like kind of like see how many people see view, come and view my pages and stuff like that. And when that piece was done and we posted it, it just skyrocketed. It just everything, everybody was, I got tons and tons of follows. I got tons of emails getting wanting for commission. So it was definitely a good idea. And the way I met uh, Lexi was when we went to Cali and we did the TV show. Um, we got in there and that's how I met her. And I thought she was good at, uh, like I selected certain people that I was wanting to collaborate. So I went and I contacted her regarding collaborating for that piece. Now that's great. Now you, you actually reposted one of Erica's photos of me in front of that in 2016. I love that piece. I think I used it on my website too, that shot. Unfortunately, the original, we had to redo it because the wall was just so destroyed. Like it was just constantly peeled with all the weather and everything. So we actually redid it. So that one was officially Lady Z. And now on that wall now currently is Lady F for flower because she has flowers in her hair. Very cool. Now, um, how are you, uh, you you seem like a very upbeat, positive a person with with some message in your work how are you handling the the pandemic now what is what is going through your artist brain um so a lot of people don't really know i am an essential worker i am working at a hospital uh so i did i was there while this whole pandemic happened and i will have to say a lot of people are miseducated um regarding the situation um but to start off, it was really, really heavy on me because I've seen people pass away right in front of my eyes. Uh, a grief, 
uh, families aren't, weren't able to see their families at all. Uh, so as an artist, I did, I was able to make my money. I know a lot of artists are independent. Uh, I was able to get this job and was able to help out as well instead of doing the art business uh, to support my family. My husband also is an FDNY worker, so he is in front line as well. So um, regarding this whole situation, it was, it was, it was hard because you were the, I was there in line where, where everything people were coming in, feeling certain, certain different symptoms and, you know, speaking to them and also trying to make sure I don't get um, infected, sick, and I have a child. So it was really hard for me because it's like, do I do this or do I do that? Like, but um, thankfully everything with the business, with my art business and with the being an essential worker, it paid off really good because my business did go, a lot of people were supporting me with all the new merchandise that I came up with. So it was really a, not, obviously it wasn't a positive thing, but as an artist perspective, it was a learning experience. And it also, I did really good with my business too. Well, thank you very much for your, your selfless work, both you and your husband. I'm sure that uh, you are wearing some stresses and some burdens that most people are not right now, especially with a, with a child at home. Uh, you know that and that that's really what I want to get down to like how is this what's coming out of the work? Is there is there stuff going into the work or is that your escape right now? Like how are you how are you dealing with it all? So when the beginning it was just like a lot of stress, you know trying to make sure like when, when I would I do four in the morning to noon um, I go in really early and uh, going there and coming back, you know, you have to take certain procedures. You have to make sure you get undressed outside your door, shower if you feel like you're dirty, you know, and then coming into here and working on my artwork to also balance it out. Because you know what, I've, I've kind of like in a certain past years, I've done like where I would leave the Zookies alone and then try to come back. It's really hard coming back. You have to, with, especially if you're trying to Post, put your name out there you have to constantly post stuff you have to constantly work on your stuff never let it go for more than like five months or else that's it you're gone from the radar people would like physically forget about you and it's just trying to get to where you were before it's so hard so I was trying to balance you know being an essential worker and also being an artist because if your main goal as an artist is to become an artist obviously. Uh, so you definitely want to be able to keep doing what you're doing. So coming in here, like basically I would work 24 hours uh, being a mom, being an essential worker, being an artist. It is difficult jogging it, but I did a really good job. I feel like I did an amazing job at it. And uh, hopefully we'll go back to normal. <laughs> you know, um, the only thing I, like I said, I kind of jumped off was my YouTube channel. I wasn't able to post as much because editing youtube videos is it takes a long time it literally takes my whole day um so basically that's it like i i think uh, jogging three jobs is it's a hard thing and i give anybody props for jogging like one, even one job it's it's hard because you if, it depends if what your situation at home is if you have several kids and you know trying to do your own business it, it's hard and learning from this I feel like anybody can do it and we all crucify everything you know everything that's going on and hopefully we'll just get past this and I know we will get past this who's the better cook in your house you or your husband oh my husband straight down I don't like cooking what's your 100%. favorite <laughs> what could you ask him to cook for you right now and you'd love it anything he's really good he's a fireman too so I know firemen love to cook <laughs> 
Um, but uh, if he, I would ask him, he does a, it's a Spanish disc called, called Pernil. He does a really of good time. Course. It takes like, of course. It's like six hours to do. Like you have to marinate it and then you have to just wait a few and then just put it in the oven and cook for like six hours and the meat will just fall off. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so good. <laughs> um, how old is your little one? He turned one a uh, couple of weeks ago. So he doesn't understand what's going on, doesn't understand why he's not going outside and all that stuff? No. Well, we do go outside, you know. We try to get some sun in. Um, we have a backyard. He'll go outside with the dogs. We'll walk the dogs, certain stuff like that. But I do try to take him, like, not into stores and stuff like that, especially with the everything that's going on. Now, what do you hope is going to come out of this for the scene? You know, you're you're in a diff couple of different angles of it. You know, but the, from the the children's angle to the the the, the community. Uh, I saw that you you, you worked with uh, Jeff Beeler again recently. Hello to Jeff. Mm -hmm. uh, the Underhill Project is wonderful. What he's doing out there, and I hope that continues forever. Uh, but you know, how are you? What what are your hopes for this? What do you think is going to come of it? I hope everything just comes out well. I know it's going to be something that will be going down in history, of course. Everybody's going to remember this. Um, but I hope it's a learning experience for everyone. Um, it's something that you don't want to forget, even though, you know, I did have uh, my uh, husband and I, we did lose uh, my father-in-law. He passed away due to COVID. So it's something that we will never forget. Um, and it's, it's hard. It's hard, especially hard for everyone moving on forward for businesses, especially mom and pop businesses out there. They have to shut down and people aren't able to pay rent at the moment, you know, so hopefully the government will help out on that. I know it's going to be difficult um, as an essential worker. It will never be the same. You know, you will always be afraid of what's going to happen next. Is it going to get worse? Um, personally, I feel like they shouldn't let it like take off the quarantine. I feel like they should at least quarantine for another two months. Um, me as an essential worker, definitely, because it's not over yet. You know, we still do get certain cases that come in, like, but not as much as before. I feel like now we're just actually really getting emergency calls. You know, you have abdominal pain, you're throwing up blood. So those things I feel like are emergency calls. Um, before we would get all types, people coming in here in for fevers. Uh, meanwhile, you can just take Tylenol at home. Uh, so we'll just get like dumb calls like that. But now I feel like the emergency room is now for emergency only. So I feel like it's getting for my part. We're not getting as many people as we were. And we're discharging a lot of people that were sick out into the world. So I feel like it's getting better now that it's getting better. I don't think we should still rise the uh, lift the quarantine because I feel like we might get another wave um, if people don't take the precautions that they're supposed to be like wearing your mask and things like that washing your hands constantly uh, definitely a lot of people aren't as educated as others um, regarding the gloves 100% I personally we don't wear gloves at the hospital when we um, see them first but once you go back obviously we wear gloves for safety but um, out in the public, I feel like it's not really such a, you shouldn't wear gloves because it's cross-contamination if people don't know. So hopefully if anybody's, um, once everybody sees the video, I hope I will be able to teach everyone about cross-contamination. 
Um, so cross contamination, basically, I when I go to this food go food shopping, I see a lot of people with gloves. It's hundred percent okay if you want to wear gloves, but then when you're there touching everything, and then all of a sudden you get a phone call while you're shopping, you're like, oh my god, I have to answer this. Obviously, you don't take your gloves off. You grab your same phone with the dirty gloves that you have put it to your face and that's cross contamination and then you put it back in your pocket so now that your phone right there is uh contaminated so whatever you touch even with your gloves on you're contaminating it and you're putting it to your face so that's why i want i always see that when i'm in line people touching stuff touching their pocketbooks with the gloves that are contaminated so i prefer just you know don't touch anything just touch the groceries once you go to the checkout you wipe down your hands whatever you have lysol um um, then grab your wallet, use your wallet, put your thing back, want, do um, sanitize again, and then on your way home. The gloves, I feel like, carry more bacteria than anything. And uh, yeah, that's what people right. don't understand. And it, it, it's kind of a common sense thing that, hey, if you touch something that's dirty and then touch your face, you're going to get your face dirty. But what do you mm -hmm. do with airplanes? How do we, oh, how that, do we, um, how do we deal with that situation moving forward? Unfortunately, just don't go on, don't travel. Um, I know that they do have, cause it's a, um, the air is being circulated there. So regardless, you're wearing a mask, you're just hoping you have really good immune system. Um, and I, I know that I, personally, I don't think it's airborne because I've been in, in rooms with patients. I did have my mask on, but I haven't gotten sick, thank God. Uh, but I know a lot of uh, nurses that don't even wear gloves and they, touch the patient and once they leave they wash their hands and they go on so it's not touch to touch um so like it could be 50 50 it could it just depends on the person you are if you're really healthy or not um going into a plane on a circulated um ventilation of somebody if somebody's positive in covid you you might risk the chance of getting it now you were in the in the midst of planning a solo show in japan before all of this broke out didn't it mm -hmm. yeah yeah the good thing is uh we can go both ways um i've been in contact with them and they said so far everything's going good i feel like they are used to wearing masks and being clean and stuff like that so it's like uh they're just accustomed to it so i feel like when i asked them how's everything going they said so far everything is so good everything's coming back to normal um i feel like it would be okay to, for me. I would, um, I would go to Japan. My son was going to come with me, but like I said, I wouldn't know as much as until that month. And I'll ask. And then, yes, I would take my son with me if anything, but if it's still like, a, like a caution, my son would stay, unfortunately. Uh, but I would go, but the only way I wouldn't go if they do cancel the air flight and they would reimburse me or we'll pick a later date for the show that's fine that's 100 percent in there as well so i'm both i'm fine at both so i'm not really stressed out about the show um if it's okay i'll go september if not we can always postpone it, it gives me more time to bang out some pieces as well so anything anything new anything you want to tease any, any little peaks or something uh, they're really big pieces, so I wouldn't be able to give you a tease. Um, but I've been showing here and there on my social media, on my Instagram. I've been showing them, like my work in progress, and um, I also get, I like to get like the opinion of the public to see what color, what outline would be better, black or like a light brown. So I'll give like a little bit of a some because I'll have like artist block and see which one is, or maybe I'll just do both if I have time, you know. So that I've been teasing some pieces there. They're mostly like forty by forty. Uh, inches so they're really big pieces 
Wow. Now, what do you what do you listen to while you're working? Uh, I just have the TV on. I just need something in the background. I need both my ears just for my kids. So just in case anything happens, I'll just run to him. Uh, but I usually have the back, like TV playing in the background. Now, uh, I was just passed a note. I have to ask you about your Bieber experience. Oh, so um, that was really an awesome experience. Um, it was one day I woke up for work at four in the morning and um, I saw my DMs and I saw, well, at first I saw a comment saying, please check your DM by Justin Bieber. And I was like, wait, no way. I'm like, you know, because you know, once you're famous, you have so many different people have your name. Like people, Justin Bieber for life. Justin, Bieber. You know, you'll have so many. If you put Justin Bieber on the cursor for search, you'll have so many different pages. So I was like, oh, okay, it's probably somebody's a Justin Bieber fan. But anyway, I went and I saw the verification check mark. So then that was like, wait, is this like the real guy? Because he's verified. Obviously, I woke up my husband. I shook him. I was like, oh, my God, you need to see this. Is this really him? And he's like, ah, I'll see it in the morning. So he didn't even pay any mind to it. I went to work thinking about it. So I responded and we had like a conversation back and forth. Uh, we were having a long ass conversation actually for a couple of months from then. And uh, he wanted me to do a participate in this charity event uh, that he was doing for kids, non-privileged kids and families for uh, the month of um, Christmas, the holiday. So he wanted to raise funds uh, to donate to these families so that they can have a good Christmas and have a good feast, you know? So that was a really good experience. You know, we went out there, my husband, me and my baby, we went there and we met a lot of people and we experienced something that I feel like it's a once in a lifetime take. So I was happy about that. But yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. Who else was in the show? I know Buff Monster was in it. Buff Monster was it. Danny for life. He does the Sorowski crystals. Um, I have Jason R. I, he just goes by Jason R. Um, he does like a lot of graphic design as well. Um, who else? The Kashi Murakami was on there as well, which I wish he was uh, there because he is one of my inspirations. He's definitely somebody I look up to um, with his character, and I would love to be at that level. Will be at that level, hopefully, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, I met a lot of people there. It was also kind of like, you know, when you go to an art show, you see these pieces, but, and you, you know, you know the name, but you just don't know their face. So it's like, I was kind of shy and I didn't know who, who was what with what work. So it was kind of uh, difficult. Like I made sure I wore Zuki attire for them to know it's me. <laughs> uh, so that it, it made it easy for them to like spot me out. Did Buff have his, have his pink sunglasses on? Of course. Yeah, of his, course. They were heart too, like the heart shaped ones. Well, Mizuki, uh, that was a great conversation. I really appreciate your time today. For our, our viewers, we had some technical problems with Mizuki before we got started. We recorded about eight minutes uh, that we will not be able to use, but I'm very glad to see that a phone reboot fixed all of our problems. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that. I'll just throw it against the wall. That's all. So before, before I let you go, please let our viewers know where they can find you online, please. Yeah, you can uh, uh, head over to my website at www.zukies.net, Z-U-K-I-E-S.net. And uh, of course, on my social media at Zuki Art on Instagram, Zuki underscore art on Twitter and YouTube channel, Zuki Art. Everything Zuki Art. You can even Google me, Zuki Art or Mizuki. You'll, you'll find me somewhere. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time today. And we are sold out with Miss Zuki. You have a great day. Bye, guys.